Today on What the Hack, join us as we uncover heartbreaking tales and shocking tactics of pet breeder and adoption scams and discover the key to protecting your heart and your wallet. And listen to the end of the show for a pretty cool surprise. During the COVID-19 lockdown, a lot of people started to adopt pets. Um, they were stuck at home, they wanted more companionship, and they weren't able to get out and see their friends and family. Accordingly, scammers jumped on this and started to uh, run a whole bunch of pet adoption scams. Yep, the, the Better Business Bureau got like three times higher the number of complaints than they usually got. But the effects have uh, continued, especially since a lot of people have been trying to offload their pets, especially when they have needed to uh, return to the office. They decided that they weren't able to actually care for those uh, pets. Well, I'll tell you that Guinevere, my uh, other half, she uh, has a whole array of voodoo dolls in the kitchen. They all have pins in them, and each one is somebody who adopted a dog during COVID and tried to return it when they got their, you know, went back to the office. There's really, I think, a special place in hell for people who take that sort of commitment lightly. But this isn't what we're talking about this week. Right now, what we're talking about are people who are playing on the heartstrings of people who really do want a pet to make money. But beyond this, we're talking about people who can't afford it being scammed out of hundreds and hundreds of dollars. In some cases, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars. Yeah, and there is a special focus on senior citizens for a reason we'll get into later. And with that, welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam Levin. I'm Bo Friedlander. And I'm Travis Taylor. So our guest today, Holly, she's a fan of our show. And she has a friend who, let's call him Carl. He's a senior citizen. He fell victim to an online pet adoption scam. Holly herself almost fell victim to a pet scam a year ago before she found her puppy. So Holly actually recorded an interview with her friend who we're calling Carl, and we're going to use clips from that. So if you hear another voice in addition to the 18 other voices, they're in your head. They're not <laughs> us. Anyway, uh, that's what's going on. Holly, welcome to the show. We really appreciate you joining us today. And we know you have a, a really interesting story. So. What brings you to the show today? Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me. So I'm on the show because my friend Carl recently tried to buy a puppy. And instead of getting a puppy, he got scammed on Instagram. So let's go back to the beginning. How did this whole experience start? They had lost a dog and were looking to replace a dog with a um, a much smaller dog because his wife has disabilities. And so she needed, they were looking at mini dachshunds. And um, she needed a, a really small dog, a lap dog, one that, you know, didn't need to be walked and wouldn't pull her on the leash. We had some surgeries and we needed a small dog as opposed to a larger lab. And we're looking for something that was a little more easily able for her to handle. We've been looking for a puppy for a number of years to replace a beloved lab with put down. And we came across this Instagram site. It was best choice dachshunds. 
and they had pictures and it seemed very real. So they began their quest, trying to find a dog, and they went on Instagram. And she, of course, found lots of cute pictures of dogs. And the, the first people that she contacted on Instagram, she immediately thought, oh, this is a scam because their grammar was really poor and messages. Their pictures didn't seem to be related. There were just many things that kind of screamed screamed out to them. But they kept, uh, they, they didn't do anything further with that person. But then they kept looking on Instagram for someone else to buy a puppy from. And they found what they thought was a legitimate breeder in where we're located in the same region. My wife and this person exchanged much messaging on, on Instagram. And there was one puppy that was ready to go. Are there a lot of ads on social media for dogs? Yes. How can you tell which ones are legit? Well, I would say after, because so after this happened, I'm, I just started, I'm a curious person and I read a lot. So I just started looking into it and I, I found lots of ads on both Instagram and Facebook and something similar happened to me a year ago when I got my dog on Facebook, but it didn't go very far. And, and it was because the reason it didn't go very far is because the dogs I was looking at, there were multiple Facebook pages with same pictures of the same dogs. So then I, I messaged them and said, hey, you know, do you guys have more than one account or are these people related to you? I saw the same pictures. And as soon as I started asking those kinds of questions, they just stopped talking to me. And the messages that we had going were deleted. Well, so that, that seems, seems like, like a red, red flag. flag. Yeah. Oh, oh jinx. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing here too is that um, I often uh, recommend doing a Google reverse image search. The AI algorithms that they have do not work as well with animals as they do for uh, people. Is that Travis because they're seeing a breed for the most part, or like here's a dog with white and black spots, and here's more dogs with white and black spots? Right. Yeah, they don't have the uh, same facial uh, recognition. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I I'll give you an exception. So I did I did do a couple of reverse image searches, and I came up with from an Instagram post. I came up with this a same dog picture on a website in Connecticut, like just a classified ad, and it was the same dog, same background, same coloring. The pictures were two years apart, so no way it was a puppy in either one of those pictures. Mm-hmm. So how did they vet? I'm, I apologize for the pun. Uh, these breeders, or I assume they were also looking at rescues, but how did they figure out who was who? Did they do some background well, research? So in comparison to the first people they talked to on Instagram, the second people seemed so much more legitimate because it's, they had pictures of a family and they represented themselves as a working couple and they only had two dogs they were breeding And they asked about one of the ways they legitimized themselves was they asked about the home the dog would be going to because they wanted to make sure that the puppy was going to a good home. Carl and his wife had to represent themselves as being like, you know, a stable family. So that thing right there made Carl think that they were legitimate, even though they couldn't talk on the phone. They 
They asked to talk on the phone several times, and she said... It was all Instagram messaging. And the reason they gave was that the woman said she was a nurse and couldn't speak on the phone, I guess, schedule-wise. But, you know, it just seemed all legit. The person with whom my wife was conversing was a woman who gave photos of a woman holding a puppy. And they just seemed, as I said, very legit. You know, I think that one of the things that happened with, with Carl and, and his wife is that they were so excited to get this puppy and they'd seen these pictures and they were just hooked in to this dog. And so they just kind of dismissed the warning signs that were kind of popping up. The sellers of the supposed puppy were, oh, about a three-hour drive for them. And so so Carl and his wife, they were planning to go down and get the puppy. Then they asked for a, a deposit, and it was all through PayPal. And they used the friends and family feature. The seller insisted on that, so they paid their deposit $300. Now, is $300 a fair price, or is that just a down payment? That was a deposit. Oh, The total okay. price was supposed to be $1,800. Huh. And, and this is another red flag. These dogs typically sell, this is a miniature dachshund, and it's a long-haired, cream-colored. These dogs usually sell for around $3,000. $3,000? Can I tell you something? I have four of them for sale right now. And if you just send me, <laughs> he'll Bo, Bo will sell them to you for twenty seven hundred because he's that no, no, kind no, of I did guy. not realize I'm in the wrong business. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, so the price was too low, and that was a red flag for you and Carl. Yeah, he he. Well, you know, he thought he was getting lucky. You know, he thought, okay. oh, mm. what a deal. You know, if it'd been five hundred, that probably would have screamed at him. But eighteen hundred, that was pretty. You know. Was getting up there, but it wasn't quite quite what he would have had to pay. So yeah, the total price was supposed to be eighteen hundred, and he paid three hundred, and then he was supposed to pay the rest when he got the dog. And super simple, right? And and one of the things I found out later too is a lot of the scammers will ask you to do a contract, but they didn't ask Carl for a contract, and the contract might have like all kinds of information you don't want to disclose. So some people do fill that out and they lose more than just their money from the scam. They might lose, you know, some identity theft. The contracts, they can ask for anything from addresses and locations to things like a credit card to secure payment. We won't charge this card, but, you know, we have this on file just in case something goes wrong or this is to protect everyone, some reason like that. So yeah, if you fill out one of those contracts, that could be bad, you know? They might even ask for driver's license information. Well, yeah, because this contract also could involve other people if it's anything like an adoption contract for pets. Um, and, you know, by the by, if you're listening and you're like, well, I'm not buying a $3,000 dog, I'm rescuing a dog and the adoption fee is $300. Well, bear in mind that the, uh, fo the form you're gonna fill out there Ha involves a lot of personal information 
and they will often ask you for the personal information of people you know. Now, if you think about it, Holly, if you're you're coming to me for a dog and you're, you're rescuing it and I say, okay, Holly, I need the name of, let's just say you rent. I need your landlord's name and I need another reference. And we actually ask for it to be a person in the trades because we want to know that you pay your bills and you're a responsible person. I can then use that to scam the people that you do, whose names you gave me. And, and, and so you really have to be playing defense as much as you want the dog in it. You have to like in, in acquiring all sorts of things from houses to bicycles, to dogs, to cats, to yo-yos, maybe not yo-yos. You, you have to be competitive or you're going to lose. You snooze, you lose. I noticed that a lot of the Facebook and Instagram accounts say um, puppies, adorable puppies for adoption or um, rehoming puppies because Facebook technically doesn't allow you to sell animals. Mm -hmm. And so the scammers put that in there. And, and you're right. Some of the scammers, they just do, we're adopting. That's why it's so low because we just have to get rid of this dog. We can't keep the dog anymore, or it's the last of the litter, or whatever their reasons are. That can be a, a different spin on the scam. Well, absolutely. And you know, and if I say to you, Holly, and you really want this dog, let's say it's a Newfie, because I've been looking at Newfoundlands recently and thinking, boy, I kind of want to rescue one. And uh, now let's say they probably come up every three years. So I'm really motivated. If someone said to me, we're going to have to do a credit check to make sure that you're, you know, worthy of this animal, I would hit the ground on my knees with my social security number held above my head in their direction, praying for the holy sunshine of the Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great uh, tool in the scammer toolbox where they are telling you that you need to prove yourself to them, that you need to prove that you're credible to them. A hundred percent. Just like they, they wanted to make Carl think that they cared about what home this dog went to, you know, it was part of the whole thing. Right. It's that, it's that extra little sense of a uh, detail. I think that us uh, scammers go for. Yeah. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing and I need to make split second financial decisions. And that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks and I trade options and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose got you covered. 
every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. So they, they asked for the money and they asked for it to be paid via PayPal and they asked it to, to be paid via PayPal via friends and family, correct? Yeah. And they asked for a screenshot immediately of the receipt from PayPal to show the money had gone through. Isn't that weird? Because if it was really PayPal, they'd get a notification. They'd received a payment. They wanted a screen grab. I don't know why. You know, I just thought of something. Maybe they send it to their boss of their organization, like to show that they're working or that they've oh. got this person, like evidence of, of them doing this. Holly. And it's a reporting back. <laughs> You're thinking like a criminal now. Did I tell you guys I'm an accountant? So I'm, I'm oh, detail-oriented. Oh, although, I mean, I, I would assume they could just simply send confirmation of the receipt on their end. Well, they could. Yeah. But they don't have, uh, usually if you're a scammer working as a uh, lower down on the uh, ladder, um, you don't have access to the PayPal account. So that's, oh, yeah, sure. To... So this is, this is for their file. This is, hey, boss, exactly. I want to get a raise. Look what I did. Right. So they'd paid their deposit and it seemed like everything was good. They felt good about the sellers and they're making plans to go pick it up that weekend. They said, before you come down, we need to take the vet, the dog to the vet for his last set of shots so that they needed another $250. Well, it's sort of made sense, you know, I mean, yeah, okay. And they always would say that, you know, this was not an additional charge to the cost of the puppy. Now, all of these payments were supposed to apply to the $1,800 they would eventually pay, you know, the balance of when they picked the dog up. So they had paid. 550 at this point. So everything seemed like it was okay. And were they were they promised papers when they picked the dog up too, like registration papers? They didn't think they were buying a pedigreed dog. They thought they were buying a well-bred dog, but they had not been promised that the dog would have AKC registration. They were promised the health papers when they picked the dog up. Another litter was on the way. It made it sound like they were getting ready to get rid of these dogs. They were planning to go down and get the puppy. We said we'd come down and get them, and it was happening pretty quickly. You know, the vet check was gone on Thursday or something. And after the vet check, they said, okay, well, we're going to actually bring the puppy to you. However, they said it's going to come by, via a puppy nanny. And it's this other guy that they use all the time. So this guy, again, it's all Instagram. And he says he needs $200 to, for the trip. A puppy nanny is like a delivery service of the, the puppy. And people are so hooked into their idea about the puppy that they want a special person like a nanny. 
you know, it's kind of like humanizing the dog. It is so, ugh. I, I I'll tell you, Holly, I rescue, I, I rescue animals and I've been a driver for rescues. There's nothing so glorifying about it. You know, you get, you get fleas and the dogs are abysmally behaved. <laughs> so, I, I mean, so if you're out there and you're hearing this, you know, I, I think one of, the, one of the things that I'm hearing over and over, Holly, is just like with a catfisher in a romance scam, there is an ideal situation posited, one that is so great, like forget the world where you can't find the puppy you want and you have to wait six months for it. This puppy is here now. And not only is it perfect, it's exactly the color you want. It's exactly the size you want. It comes from a pedigree where they live to be 560 years old, just about the same age as Methuselah. Now, if you start hearing things like that or words like dog nanny. But Bo, when you, you, when you were doing that service, did you think of yourself or were you ever referred to as a puppy nanny? No, I was referred to as like the poor sap. <laughs> so, so the schmuck that we got to deliver to schlep the dog to you. No, hundred percent. And like, I paid for gas too. They would be like, oh, "No, maybe they paid for gas." I can't remember. This is all to say the reason why these scams work is because there's enough truth to string you along until you're completely invested. Yes. Okay, so it's time for us to have a quick uh, round of discussion about the sunk cost fallacy. Now we're really seeing an illustration of sunk cost fallacy here. Adam, for the benefit of people who may not know what that is, tell us. The sunk cost fallacy is that you're so deep into it, you just keep going. You've got so much money in that you have to believe it's real. Because if it's not, you can't get out now. You're like, well, I've got to hope that this pans out. It's like halfway through a bad night of poker. Oh, yeah, and I've, ha I've had those nights. Is you're so deep in, you go all in. Wait a second. I thought you said you never lose. <laughs> I think that's right. And, and people do get sucked in that way. So what happened? Now we're in the sunk fallacy portion of the we're, program. We're into 550 now, right? That's yes, we're into 550. Toward the 1800. That's towards 1800. And Carl and his wife are still planning to go down that weekend so then the real clincher, I guess, came the following day when he said, oh, my daughter has to go to the hospital. I can't make it. So I'm giving the puppy to this trucking company. So the trucking company calls, and it's another Instagram. It's not even a business. The trucking company says, well, it's our policy to ensure that this dog is comfortable and taken care of so he's going to have to have this air conditioning crate and all this other stuff that you know to the tune of a thousand dollars you know you're emotionally attached to this puppy already photographs and just anticipation and projection and you know you're weighing the, the amounts of money that have already been paid against the total sum well, you know, I'm not being asked for more than they're asking. I can afford it. It just was compelling to keep going. Then, uh, you know, the whole trucking thing was really ridiculous and checked it out. They're not even a business. You know, after that, I started asking more questions, harder questions, and then they disappeared. And this is a real common thing I found is that 
you try to go visit the dog or see the dog, there's always a reason why you can't or same reasons kind of that you can't talk to them on the phone. Oh, well, this is the same as a catfishing scam then. A catfishing scam involving a dog. Holly, it it sounds like you know an awful lot about this stuff. And I was just wondering if you also experienced something like this. I did. Well, when Carl was telling me the story, I remembered before I got my dog, who's now a year old, last year, I had gone onto Facebook and started looking. My dog's a mini Aussie and started looking through all the mini Aussies on Facebook. And when I found a lot of different groups and like we talked about earlier, they said rescue or adoption or something like that. And it's it's very hard when you're first going on there to tell if anyone is a legitimate breeder. So I started looking hard at the photos and I was looking at so many different accounts and I'm kind of a detail-oriented person. I'm an accountant. And so I noticed that some of the photos matched on some of the different accounts I was looking at. And I'd already started some conversations with people inquiring about their dogs. And the two two organizations that I found the matching photos, I looked at them hard. I'm like, wait, why are the same pictures here? And then I messaged back. And of course, it's all messaging. I couldn't talk to anybody. I messaged back and said, hey, you know, I, I saw these same photos of this dog that I like on a, on a different page. Do you run both of those pages? Are those guys related to you or are they family members? Just some hard questions like that. And I got no reply. And so when I didn't get a reply, I realized that, you know, I was calling them out. Yep. And it, it wasn't legitimate. So then how I got my dog, I have a friend who's a veterinarian. And so I went to him and I said, hey, you're a vet. You know, you know lots of people with animals. Do you know anybody that has a puppy right now? And he said, he surely did. It was a, a family friend. Mm-hmm. And so these people, they have one litter a year. And my dog was the last male of the litter. And he's been a great dog. But see, that's great because you did your research and you checked and, and, and you were able to check out by reference a friend that there was somebody out there that was the real deal. Well, what are the bullet points? So, what are the 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 real red flags here? The 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 no swimming, riptide, rip current, don't go in the water. Okay, well, the the first major one is they won't talk to you on the phone. So, legitimate breeders not only will talk to you on the phone, but they'll gladly FaceTime or share live videos of your future puppy. And some breeders even have webcams in the kennel where the little puppies are waiting to be old enough, you know, for them to go to their new home so that you can keep track of your dog, you know, once you've found it. And that makes complete sense. So the next, I'd say, major red flag that you're going to see pretty early on is below market pricing. So, Mm. you know, do your homework. What I have found is that if you're looking for a pedigree dog, you're looking at prices upwards of $2,500. Right. And a lot of them can be like three, four, five thousand dollars, even ten thousand if you're looking for champion bloodlines. Yeah, 
You can also rescue a non-purebred. I know you want a purebred, but spend some time going to our big rescue, like the New York City ACC, and look at the dogs they have available. And the first thing you're going to notice is they're mostly pit bulls. The second thing you're going to notice is there are some good dogs in there. And if you go down to the ACC or any other major shelter system where they have just regular old dogs, you will be, I believe, somewhat stony-hearted to leave without a dog. <laughs> because there are, they're just dogs. I mean, you'd be surprised. Well, not only that, but we, Travis and I can attest to that because that's how we found Bo. Exactly. <laughs> so, oh, you found me at the rescue. Ha, ha, ha. My nickname is Bobo Black Dog. That's right. <laughs> Holly, what is the next red flag? Some of the scammers, they claim that the dogs are pedigreed and registered. And they either create fake papers or they'll even say, just like the poor grammar thing, they'll say they're CKC registered instead of AKC. So, <laughs> what is CKC? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like they just don't know. And they're canine kettle club. <laughs> yeah. So that gets me to uh, the AKC has their own marketplace. If you are in the market for a purebred dog, they have their own marketplace. And you can go to the AKC website and go to Marketplace. There's a link to click. And then you can click the breed that you're interested in and ads pop up. And all the breeders that are on there are registered with the AKC. So you know what you're getting. And for our listeners, AKC is the American Kennel Club. And their website is akc.org. Yes. And it's not, in case you're wondering, where Travis and Adam found me. <laughs> I threw a stick in the park one day. and You guys, don't lie. You found me with my leash tied to a shopping cart in an empty lot. Actually, Bo found us. So, <laughs> But the American Kennel Club is like, they are the certification Mount Olympus. And they also have lots of information to help people avoid scams like what you're talking about. Yeah, they do. They, they have a link on their main website about making sure that you don't get scammed or online scams about puppies. Also, the AARP, because of so many senior citizens falling victims to pet scams, uh, they have a lot of things on their website, as does the Better Business Bureau. Adam, you just brought up a really important point. If you happen to be a senior citizen, you may not be able to adopt a dog. And there are plenty of scammers who are hip to that fact. True Maybe not fair, but I have a friend who's 80 years old who just went to adopt a dog, or and I think she actually went to rescue a Westie, and she was turned down because she's 80, and they don't want to they don't want to give an 80 year old woman a dog because they want the home they don't want to have to rehome the dog later. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, it's just awful because the other part of that is like, do we just assume she doesn't have like a a, a squad who's like, we'll take the dog if anything happens, you know? Right. Like, it's just it's just a rule that some places have, and I can't think of a better place to put a a a, a Westie who wants a new home right. than with an eighty year old woman who will be having her fifth Westie and really loves them. Yeah, she needs to send her granddaughter. <laughs> I offered. I was like, I'll go. I'll go be your beard, yeah. your Westie beard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the uh, tricky things too here is in the uh, wake of COVID, a lot of uh, even legitimate animal shelters and uh, animal adoption organizations would only do remote adoptions. 
that ended up setting a precedent of saying that you had to pretty much pay up front and agree to adopt an animal online before you ever got to see them. And that ended up making it a lot harder to uh, distinguish between a legitimate organization or breeder and a uh, scam. I read a New York Times article that was in 2020, and it said that the dog scams spiked during the pandemic. Oh, yes. Because people were wanting dogs to be at home with them. Travis, one of the red flags was that they wanted payment via friends and family on PayPal. Now, why is that such a red flag? Uh, because it isn't covered under uh, payment protection. Oh, so if you give you send me a friends and family 50 bucks, you can't be like, I want a refund. He's not a good friend. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, them's the breaks. Yeah. No, it's something if you go out to lunch with someone and then you uh, then you just say like, all right, I'll uh, pay for this after the fact uh, with a friend or a family member. Um, it's meant to be for the that sort of uh, interaction with a known party. So if you have anyone saying that, they are demanding upfront a uh, friends and family payment. Um, that means that the moment that uh, money leaves your account, you are SOL. Which means seriously out of luck. Exactly. Travis, yep. I can't even believe you said that with Holly on the phone. She doesn't look like she says that. And if she does, she's not saying it on a podcast. <laughs> Strongly out of luck. Appearances Strongly can out of be luck. deceiving. Yeah. Oh, I bet, Holly, you can toss one with the best of them. But I... Yes. <laughs> This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means... You get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't, like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance an electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. So, Bo and Adam, you guys know I'm a bit of a uh, privacy geek, if you will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, totally. I, I really just don't like the idea that just about anyone can find you online, can find out where you live or your email address or your phone number or anything. I just think that entire idea is super creepy. There's so much of my data already out there, but is there something that you can do? Yeah, actually, you can use Delete Me. Delete Me is a service that pretty much does the heavy lifting for you, where they go to all the data brokers that they have on file and uh, just pull your data and delete it on a regular basis. I use it. I like it. And they make it quick, easy, and safe to remove your personal data online. Well, yeah, with these data brokers, they can accumulate huge amounts of your personally identifiable information. And if all that information gets into the hands of a bad actor, that opens you up to a lot of risk. And if you act now, you can get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash WTH and use promo code WTH. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash WTH and enter promo code 
WTH at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash WTH, promo code WTH, which stands for What the Hack. And we thank you for supporting Delete Me and What the Hack. So, Holly, after all of this, did Carl and his wife ever get a dog? No, they did not, sadly. Oh. Um, and they were out. Um, the 200 to the puppy nanny, the 250 for the vet visit, the 300 for the initial deposit. So they were out $750. And where things stopped was the puppy nanny, and this is a key, the puppy nanny had a family emergency. His daughter had an accident and he had to go to the hospital. And so he was going to ship the puppy to them in care of a trucking company. Of course, the trucking company turned out to be non-existent, but the trucking company, because it was a big truck, they needed $1,100 for a special crate to put the puppy in to make sure that he traveled safely. And It it just gets worse and and worse. Well, and then if you go to the Better Business Bureau website, there many, many times this crate, this special crate is brought up. It's part of the scam. And a lot of people end up paying for that. So when that came up, Carl put the brakes on and said, wait, we're getting taken here. This is going down a rabbit hole and we're going to just keep throwing money at this thing. They they stopped and they looked up the shipping company, found out it wasn't real. They looked up the address, found out it wasn't real, tried to message people and they didn't get any replies to their messages. And pretty soon they were blocked on the on the Instagram you know, I looked up the Instagram recently, and today, like even yesterday, it wasn't blocked. Today, that Instagram account is down. How's Carl's wife doing, by the way? Oh, she's had multiple surgeries, and she has more ahead of her. And so it would have been awesome to have this little dog for her. So I hope they find another dog that'll work. Oh. And how are they emotionally? You know, it's been a few weeks now. I think first it was kind of shock and then anger after Mm. that. And then, you know, kind of resigned at how things can go bad in the world. All right, Holly, here's what I'm going to do because I feel terrible about this whole thing. Are you ready? I'm going to buy them a dog. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I'm going to cry. I mean, well, listen, Oprah gave away cars, so I figured <laughs> buying a dog. You get a dog. Just, and you get a dog. My dog just came in here when he announced that. He's excited, too. <laughs> this is great. Thank you so much. I can't wait to share that news, so yeah. thank you. Wow. <laughs> Holly, thank thank you so much, and, thank, and thank Carl for giving you his story. Holly, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. We thank you. We thank Carl and his wife, and we hope that she feels better soon. And it's been great getting to know you. Thank you so much. I was happy to be here. I can't wait to tell him he's going to be the first phone call when we stop here. Guess what? I have great news. I just did the podcast, and Adam... He is going to get you guys a dog. No. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. How is this happening? How is this happening? Well, well, that's incredible. <laughs> it's amazing. I've, I'm gobsmacked here. So. 
<laughs> I have no idea why Adam just decided to do this, but I just want to say, Adam, thank you. My husband and I are so grateful, and it is the most beautiful gift you could give us in our lives right now. It means so much to us. And I just wish I could say thank you in a million different ways, but I hope you know from the bottom of our heart, we really, this is a life changer for us. And we so appreciate what you've done. And now it is time for our tinfoil swan, our paranoid takeaway to keep you safe online. You know, one thing that seems like a connective thread between puppy scams and a lot of other scams we've seen is that someone's getting sold on the idea of something. The really like cool idea. Absolutely. You know, scammers are great at crafting false narratives to play on people's needs, their wants, and of course, their vulnerabilities. So where are we going with this? Well, I'm going to scam the crap out of Adam while he's on vacation next week. <laughs> How did you know? I just know. So, okay, you're going on vacation. I am. All right. And since we're in the middle of what's peak vacation for a lot of people, maybe it's not a bad idea to go over some of the ways that vacation scams go down. Yeah, the same way that Carl was sold on the idea of a puppy. People get sold on the idea of dream vacation house rentals. Well, so the entire idea of a vacation is that you're going to relax, right? When most of us relax, we let our guards down and, well, except maybe not Travis, but... I sleep in a suit of armor. Anyway, so the first rule of spotting a vacation scam is that if a place is up for rent at an unreasonably low price, probably a scam. I mean, nobody rents out a mansion without expecting a return on investment, right, guys? Well, yeah, I suppose. But I don't know. I've never tried to rent a mansion. Also, it's important to do your research. If it's not somewhere exotic, a rental place will most likely be on Google Maps or Street View. Okay, and if you are traveling somewhere exotic, like Bo dreams about, and me too, make sure you do your homework and hire an expert to make your dreams come true. All right, first of all, that's not true, Travis. I'm sure you're itching to say something, but exotic for me is my pole barn. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about like Guatemala or Abu Dhabi or something. Yeah, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I see you in Dubai. Bring it back on track. Uh, another thing that vacation scams and romance scams have in common is that the scammer will try to get you to communicate outside of the app or service. So if you have an Airbnb or Verbo reservation, the owner says they can offer you a better deal on the sly. That should be a red flag. In some cases, they're trying to get around service fees, right? So, you know, you just stay on the app. There are no protections off app. There are if you stay in the app's ecosystem. And if you can, a really important rule is use your credit card, not your debit card. Mm. And then you wanna pay off anything as soon as you get back. But a lot of people don't find out that somebody stole their card or just the number until they get back home. Debit cards these days have plenty of protections, but you might get a little burp in your cash supply. I think that you probably just use your credit card because it does offer better, quicker, protections and also you know stay with me here just don't be an idiot okay just just use your head whoa oh, wait 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 this is what we call a no shame zone you know what i'm saying what are you poly walnuts now all right listen that is our tinfoil swan i apologize for calling anyone an idiot if maybe i said something i'm sorry <laughs> 
All right. Have a good day, everybody. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. All right. And if you haven't rated and reviewed the show, you're breaking our hearts. Please do it. Helps people find it. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. You can find us online at adamlevin.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.